You seek the key, but first you must learn the ways of precision, craft and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system, up to a 313-mile range, and A-Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, their ZDX is the most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today. When we listen to the radio, we never agree on the station. Classic rock. Hip-hop. Pop. Guys, quiet. The one thing we do agree on, we all want an awesome free phone. That's why we switched to MetroPCS. Stop by MetroPCS with the whole family and get four free phones of your choice from brands you love, like Samsung, Motorola, and LG when you switch. MetroPCS. Wireless. Figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Free phone requires port. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions. Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies podcast midweek special after match day five of the UEFA Champions League. We're going to go and look through some of the games in this match week. We'll look ahead at the biggest game in the Premier League this weekend. That's Chelsea versus Spurs. Plus, we'll take a reflective look at the big happenings in US soccer this week. I'm Robbie Musto with my friend Robbie Earl. And Rob, let's start with Monaco mm-hmm. beating Spurs 2-1. Spurs are out uh, of the Champions League. They still have an yeah. opportunity to qualify for the Europa League. What did you think to this game? Spurs pretty disappointing and, and not good enough. Yeah, I, I think disappointment's the key word, Rob. I, I look at, you know, nine months of work that went into getting into the competition Five games later, they, they get eliminated and, and there was no Walker, there was no Vertonghen. We believe they may be rested in lieu of a big game at the weekend, which in the end looks like it, it, it was a mistake. Rob, I'm looking at this group and thinking, at times have we slightly overvalued them in terms of where they are? Is is the depth in this squad as good as maybe what we think? I think we, we have to start looking at maybe players who've been bought in. Are they better than the, the first 11 players in the team? Do they make a difference? And now there's a big dilemma really for Spurs because they sit fifth in the table. I've been saying for a while, I don't think they've really kicked into top form, but they're the only unbeaten team in the league at the moment. Now, this is, the dilemma becomes, do they want to be in European football? Will, will the Europa League be a, be a hindrance to them finishing top four and even being part of the title race? It was interesting Mauricio Pochettino said that he does want to be in the competition. He was in there last year, thinks it's good development for his players, thinks it's the right place to be in terms of developing systems and working with players and getting young guys into the team. But the, 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 the interesting thing, Rob, we, we put a tweet out there yesterday after the game asking Tottenham fans whether they want to be in the Europa League because I don't think it's a competition that many British fans, English fans, really hold in high regard. And... and here were some of the responses, most of them quite negative in turning. Focus one day to stay in the Europa League because it's the only way they get back in the Champions League. So someone's suggesting maybe top four is not going to be a possibility. Because for Barry, he said, no doubt focus on the league. Clearly we have a hands full and multitasking is not our strong suit. Glenn Franchi said, forget Europa League. It's a joke performance, concentrate on the Premier League. If you're not going to try in the Champions League, you may as well get out of it. Yeah, there was others who said, however tight the Premier League is at the moment, think smart to try for the Europa League as means of qualification for Champions League because there's no guarantee that they'll get there in the league, Rob. So there was a a kind of of a sort of divide between the Spurs fans. Some thinking it might be their best chance of getting back in the competition, having to go all the way to win it. 
Others suggesting they need to get out of it. They need to concentrate on, on the Premier League. And as we've seen with teams who are not in there, when you think of, of, of Chelsea, you think of Liverpool, you think of Leicester last season, maybe that's the thing to, to, to get you to, to win a, a Premier League title. Yeah, and just one other one here. Just just to follow up on your point, Rob. Hotspur banter tweets us to say, the only reason I'd want Europe, Europa is for some young kids to be given some game time. Yeah, so I think, yeah. I, I think, yeah, I mean, I think, I think that's, that, that's the angle to take on mm. it. Um, I just think, you know, the bigger picture with Spurs, I watched this game and, and you know, I know that Monaco are going well uh, yeah. in the French League and, and Spurs, of course, are, are really close to the top of the Premier League. But, you know, your opening line, Rob, about are we, are we kind of going a little bit over the top on Spurs? I think mm. it's easier to do that when you watch the Premier League every week. Yeah. We see them beat and, and outpower teams. I think we've got to remember that the Champions League is a different level. It's a different level. Teams keep the ball a lot more and a lot better than the teams in the Premier League. So Spurs, when they can steamroller teams, it, yeah. this is different. And, and, you know, for whatever reason, that high press, that organised unit pressing isn't quite mm-hmm. there. And it just, it just gives not only Spurs, but, I, you know, I think the Premier League, Rob, a little yeah. bit of a reality check. Mm-hmm. Yes, we know it's competitive. Yes, we know it's commercially fantastic. The atmospheres are good. The stadiums are great, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But I think we're, we're kidding ourselves if we think some of, that, some of our teams are the best. This is another example. And, you know, now whether Pochettino, by the way, you know, you mentioned it and we should react to it. He's, he's, he's rested Kyle Walker, Jan Vertonghen, yeah. Christian yeah. Eriksen. Mm. Explain to me, Robbie Earl, what, why in a critical game in this, this prestigious competition, he doesn't play his, his very best players? Well, I think from a defensive point of view, he, he's got an eye on the weekend, a big game against Chelsea. Should he? This is, this is a huge well, game. It is. Um, you know, Christian Eriksen, I think we might, and, and we may be different on this, this might be that the inverted commas resting, possibly dropping. I mean, his form's not been good, Rob. I think Hungman's son has deserved a chance to go into 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 the team. So, let's, some of it is in force. Some of it might be tactical. Some of it is with a view to, to the weekend's game. But however you look at it, Pochettino got it wrong. And it's interesting, another thing that he came out and said is that if we want to compete in, yeah. in Europe on, on a high level, we have to get a better quality of player into the football club. Now, that's a bit of a departure from the Pochettino we talked about last year, who was saying if this group stayed together, and obviously we had one or two, then this is a group that, that, that can hold its own in, in Europe and certainly be battling for titles. Now, he spent money, Rob. He, he bought in Sissoko. He bought in Janssen. He bought in, in Wanyama. He bought in Enkudu and, and spent, you know, best part of, of nearly $100 million or just over in the summer. So they, they have spent. I think the questions are maybe asking, are they much better? That said, you've got players who are not playing to the same level. Deli Ali's got a bit of a knee injury. hasn't quite hit any form. Harry Kane's form... Hasn't been great so far, but obviously still brings goals and still brings a present. Christian Eriksen's down on, on his return. Then you're going into the, the, the lamellas of the world. Sissoko's not really shone. So beyond looking at what's been bought in, some of the players that last season were playing at, at a really high level are a little below that, Rob, now. And, and as you've talked about, European football, no disrespect to, to the Premier League, doesn't have Hull City, doesn't have Sunderland, doesn't have Swansea, doesn't have Palace, doesn't have Burnley, doesn't have Middlesbrough, who on certain days ain't going to be good enough to go toe-to-toe with Tottenham. You know, the, the likes of Monaco are. 
Do you know what? I, I picked up on that quote from Pochettino as well. And, and the word mm-hmm. he used was, it was real quality. We need yeah. real quality. Mm-hmm. Now, you, you, you outlined a few players that they bought there. I, they've sold a lot as well, Rob. I looked, I looked uh, for last weekend's broadcast. I looked at the, uh, the numbers. And over yeah. the last three years or so, Spurs are pretty much even. Not a lot of net spend. Mm-hmm. Now, I know they're building a new stadium. And we saw yeah. this with Arsenal. And I think we are seeing it with Spurs that they're going to be a little bit more careful. So I think it's going to be really difficult over this well, next did, year or so to, to try and increase the level of the squad when they're building such a huge stadium well, did, at such great cost. The only question, Bob, I would say, but did, I don't think they lost anybody they wanted to keep hold of. Yeah. I think they lost, they lost some players who were yeah, squad Mason, players. Chan. Yeah, and it's uh, yeah. Uh, Andrews Townsend, you know, Townsend, players like that, yeah. Yedlin and a few. But they, mm. I mean, they added up to some to some money. But I know what you mean. So I think that he's trimmed it off a little bit. But I think for Spurs to go to the next level in in the in the Premier League and in the UEFA Champions League, we got to look at you know they got to be looking at a, a whole different quality of footballer to elevate the club. I think they're doing about as well as they can with what they've got right now. Okay, uh, just before we move to, to the big game on Saturday, it's 12 p.m. Eastern time on Big NBC, uh, and we just talk about what yeah. that game means to, to both clubs. Just want, want to ask you, Robin, in terms of Maurizio Pochettino, and I think we both hold him in high regard in terms of his coaching, his setup. He, he's one of the new bright um, coaches in the league, but how much do you trust him with, with the money if, if you've got money to spend? Let, let's say there's a war chest for Spurs. I mean... Do you trust him with, with what he buys, with where he goes, with the type of players? I mean, the Janssen one might be something that hurts him, Rob, because Janssen, to me, doesn't look the quality and the level of play that Spurs yeah. need to give yeah. them something else when Harry Kane has. And now, you know, he's, he's, he didn't spend fortunes on him, but you're still talking of around $25 million. I think, I, mean, I think it's a very interesting, pertinent point because Musa Sissoko was, was a lot yeah. of money. And he hasn't mm. been great. So you're right. I mean, who is, who is, we had the director of football stuff at this mm. club where people have come in, they've gone out again. He wants to have more control of transfers. Daniel Lever, we know, um, you know, has his own thoughts on that as well. So I think it's a great question to ask is, is who, um, not only what money are they going to spend, but who is picking the players? But I think to answer your question, yeah, you've got to trust this guy. Mm. There's no sense of pressure on him, in my opinion, from no. going out of this. I think they should, I, I think they should, I think, I think the Europa League, the Thursday situation is a pain in the backside. Yeah, I really do. I, I get yeah. the young players and all that, but yeah. focus on the league. Get mm. back in the Premier in the Champions League for next season, and, and try and drive it from there. Just on the Chelsea game, Rob, and and I, I, I do you know what? I I think I, that game last year, the correspondent yeah. fixture two two, yeah. the hand of the mm. top to Leicester City. I, yeah. I thought that was that was a a massive increase elevation in the. I don't want to. I, I I'm going to say it, but I don't re- hatred. You know the 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 the, the, the just the, poor, the, yeah. the the sense of derby. I thought got elevated with that game. Ugly people's kicking each other, sendings yeah. off, and, and, and just yeah. an, a, a real nasty game. I just wonder if we're going to see a little bit of that at the weekend. No, um, I don't think so. And I think you know it's an interesting point. I think Antonio Conte will have his players slightly set up differently in terms of their mental approach, making sure they're focused on what they need to do. Yeah, but those players won't forget, Rob, will they? No, no. And, and that's right, Rob. And it's interesting you talked about that because I, I was thinking about the whole game and the scenario and, and really it, it was the day, you know, that the, the, the title went to, to, to Leicester City. And I, I still think the Spurs group are slightly affected from, from, from that day. 
You know, I mean, we, we spoke to Stephen Gerrard a few years ago. He, he, was, at, he was at Boston for the, a game, that, a friendly game at Liverpool having him. And we both said at the time, didn't we, said, God, he's still haunted by that slip. It's something that it's like he hasn't quite got it out of his system. I almost feel that Spurs haven't quite got themselves out of that, that bad day where they lost, emotionally they lost control, Rob. And I include the manager in that who ended up running on the pitch one time and, and Dembele getting involved in players like that. I just think that this could be such a big game for them to right or wrong. I think it is a game to show we're better than that now, we're more experienced than that now, we're more mature and we've learned lessons. Because I think if they do fall back into that kind of let's have a fight, let's kind of get back to what happened last season, I might think that could be a really bad thing for Spurs going forward this season. Just on the game, Rob, quickly. I mean, mm. I, I just think when you see Chelsea playing at the moment, I can't see, number one, mm. I can't see how um, any front player, and I include Harry Kane, is going to get much yeah. of a sniff against a very, very strong back three, five, mm. whatever you want to call it. And I'm I talking about a back three on... We're not talking about a back three, and, and I totally agree in the, the, the record, the six wins and clean sheets and that, Rob, but if we just talked about this individually, David Luiz, OK, good player, but we know he has his moments. Gary Cale has had a couple of dodgy times of late. You know, Aspilicueta is, is more of a, has played more of a fallback thing. If you were taking them individually, if you were saying, I, I would be saying Harry Kane can affect all those three if he's on his game and if he's got as good service and Spurs are playing well. I think what we're saying, we're talking about what's happened. No, but I think if I'm Spurs, I'm going in there confident that that, that Harry Kane still can 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 pick one of those centre backs, play on them, and get the the better of them. Mm, maybe, maybe I just don't see it. I just don't see it. I think Chelsea are going to be too strong from defensively. And when mm. you look at the way that Spurs are missing Toby Alderweireld badly, yeah. and I, was, yeah. I assume that the Tottenham will come back. I mm. think Chelsea, with their front players absolutely on fire, Costa and, and Hazard, I think Chelsea win this game. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think you've got to look at Chelsea. But I think what I like about Pochettino, he's a smart-thinking coach. Yeah. Wouldn't be surprised, Rob, if they might go the three at the back again to, to, to kind of match up. There's no Danny Rose. Danny Rose suspended with five yellows. So he might just look at that and, and go with, with, with three, three at the back. But, um, yeah, Chelsea have to start favourites. Great game to look forward to, 12pm Eastern time on Big NBC uh, at Stamford Bridge. That's a, a big game with consequences for, for both teams. Let's move it on, Rob, to the other team in, in North London, Arsenal, who have been serial get-through to the knockout stages of, of the Champions League and then they get knocked out, mainly because they don't finish top of the group. A 2-2 draw with, with Paris Saint-Germain has put them in that precarious position again where they now need PSG to, to, to lose to Ludogratz to give them a chance. Mm. <laughs> Missed opportunity for Arsenal, although I didn't think Arsenal were at their sparkling best again, a little bit like against Manchester United, but got, got a result. Mm. Yeah, I, I think they're going to finish second again in the group. Mm. Um, I, I want to say that uh, Paris Saint-Germain should have won the game. I, I think yeah. Arsenal... Defence could not handle Edison Cavani. He missed that header towards the end. He missed the one-on-ones. He, he missed various chances. And, you know, you see Arsenal conceding from a set-piece corner again. Mm-hmm. You see them giving up multiple chances on the counter-attack, Rob. And, and, and it's funny because you, you talk about Manchester United. We now add in this PSG. How about adding in the Spurs, uh, the Spurs game before that? That's three games against really good opponents that, that like, we haven't seen the Arsenal fluidity. And my first note uh, looking at this game is where's that, where's that gone? 
There was a moment when they got that uh, when they got their second goal where I think I tweeted out, "Aren't Arsenal good when they when they elevate mm-hmm. the tempo, Rob? When they play yeah. it fast yeah. football, they move the mm-hmm. ball. They look a different team." But they can't keep it going. They can't keep it going for 10, 15, 20 minutes, Robbie Earl. Why is that? Are, are, are the players not fit enough to be able to do that with, with Giroud and Ozil? Maybe uh, that don't get around, don't work as hard. If they played at that tempo, I think you're looking at a different Arsenal team instead of one that's kind of laboured over the last few weeks. And, you know, again, mm-hmm. I'm seeing similar problems of, of set-piece conceding and counter-attack uh, looking like they're going to concede a counter. Yeah, I think it's difficult to play at that breakneck speed for all the game. I mean, even Liverpool don't don't do it, and yeah. then you know running that. But but I know what you mean. You, I'd like them to pick their moments better to inject that five minutes of high intensity, high pace, push the, the opposition back, and then they can afford to then keep the ball and and, and get their passing. It was interesting. I, I looked at uh, Alexis Sanchez today. He played on the right hand side, mm. and and probably still you know continues to be one of Arsenal's best forwards. But I just felt. Could have been a day to, to maybe rest him and bring him on. I, I, he looks a little bit tired, Rob. He looks fatigued. Mm-hmm. Meza Ozil's not quite got the command. That, you know, is, is this a game where you maybe need to, to rest these guys? I was just wondering if Arsene Wenger's looked at this game tonight and thought, tonight is more important than the weekend against Bournemouth, when I think he might make some changes. I think we might see Oxley chamberlain start the game and maybe Theo Walcott start the game, mm. whether he will be does or not. He might rest some of those guys and go for a little bit more pace and go for a little bit more penetration. Um, Giroud back in the team, I thought, did OK again and he's got his goal and probably deserves his chance to be back in the team. But just looks to me, Rob, that they haven't got the the capacity of a Liverpool uh, who can yeah. play with that high intensity for long periods of the game. they're not fit enough, Rob. Is the squad... Mm, can, could they, if they had a manager driving them, could they do it or have they just not got the athleticism in that squad? I think I think in, in the main, at times, you're talking about different people. I don't think Mesut Ozil is ever going to be one of those who plays at, at that break and speed up. Uh, Alexis Sanchez is different. He, you know, he, he goes in, def- win, takes people on attacking and he's running back and defending. I mean, at times, I was almost like wincing when he was going for the ball almost like don't get yourself injured don't go and pull your hamstring because yeah, he yeah. gives everything uh, Olivier Giroud is not what you'd call a real athlete he, he gets about the park he, he can bring players in but you know I think it's got to be a different way with, with Arsenal it's the pass the ball probably moves quicker the ball passing is more intense when, when they're on the game it's just they've just dropped a little bit below it but the only silver line I would say is an Arsenal team that's dropped below their normal standard but still kept that unbeaten run going. I think it's a place where Arsenal can get some some confidence from going forward in the season. And they will get better because we know on their good days, they're very good. Yeah, I tell you what, just, just go and move him back in the team a little bit, Rob. Mm-hmm. I thought I thought uh, Elspina looked very shaky. Mm. And Shkojan Mustafi, now we've given him lots yeah. of praise. Yeah, we, I know. Yeah, I hear, you know yeah. where I'm going. You know, yeah, we, I hear. We think he's going to be really good mm-hmm. with Koscielny. Yeah. I was a little bit shocked at the first goal for, for yeah. uh, PSG. It looks like he wants to go and win that, that first ball all the yeah, time. Position, wasn't it? He, he took was... a terrible position. Yeah. He half wanted to play an offside, but he knew it wasn't yeah. on. And then he, he, he couldn't get back. We saw, I think it was Son, put him a, don, a dummy, hung in Sunford for Spurs and got, got run down the side of the pitch. And, and I don't think he's, he's quite as athletic. So he's one of them who needs to stay around the centre of the pitch. But I know what you mean. I was watching him once or twice tonight and I thought, hmm, positionally just a little bit short. I think he likes centre-forwards who get hold of the ball and he can get tight to them and, and, and be physical. 
Cavani's well, a handful, isn't he? Cavani runs. Yeah. He's, a, he's a blooming good player. Yeah. And I thought he's a good player. Cool. If he can fin- if he could finish, Rob, he he'd have scored ten goals across the two games against against Arsenal. But um, just, just finally, just finally on him, Rob. You know, mm. you know, the theme for me and you this season has been. Are Arsenal changing enough to win? Now, we're yeah. in a situation with the Champions League. They're going to be, yeah. they're probably going to be drawn against a, a leader of another group. Yeah. Again, do you have any extra confidence that Arsenal can go further than they've, they've gone for many years in this season's Champions League competition? Um, less so in the Champions League, more so in the league. I, I just think, Rob, that the. They're not losing games. Some of the get some of the performances we've seen, they're not losing as many games. And so, you know what? As we stand, I'm going to give them credit for that. They kept the unbeaten run going. That there maybe you know this is November that we always know they have a bad patch. Well, if they can stay unbeaten, they get a good result against Bournemouth. I expect them to kick on against Bournemouth and, and, and try and you know score a few goals, make that an easier performance. Yeah. Then you know what? Still playing to look for with an Arsenal team that you know it's it's going to be Rob about. I think the league this season is going to be won by the teams. It's not how good you are when you're playing well. It's how many points you drop when you're not playing well. Because I think Man City will drop points. Chelsea at the moment don't look like they will. But at some point, they'll have a little run. Liverpool, we've talked about them defensively. Arsenal, you know, and and Spurs. Although they're unbeaten Spurs, still haven't quite hit form. So I think it's going to be about who... Drops the least points when they're not on top of the game will end up winning the title. Well, let's talk about a team that, that again, is in that mm. mix and, and we'll see how, how good they are when they're not great. Manchester yeah. City, they mm. drew 1-1 uh, at Busher Much and Gladbach today. Through to the last 16, yeah. um, Fernandinho dropped into a back line, making it this 2-3 mm. at the back. I noticed in the second half that he, he had uh, Navas playing at right back. He, he's switching it around a lot. Yeah. But they're still... I mean, like, you know, talk about being unbeaten and stuff. They're still getting the job done. Um, what, did you, what do you think to Man City's chances of going forward? And I, we've got to talk about Yaya Torre, whether he's going yeah. to get brought back into the squad, which I think he will be, because you yeah. get a chance to, to renew your squad mm-hmm. or whatever in January. Yeah, do you think, yeah, yeah. Um, how do you think City are looking in this competition? Well, City, listen, they've got through. They've beaten Barcelona in, 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 the, in the group game, so they've got, they should take the confidence from that. Are they quite good enough to win it? I don't think so. I don't think Pep really deep down believes that. But, Rob, they've got what I call a puncher's chance. On what, any given one night, if their attacking players turn up, their system works, they can give the best teams in Europe a game. Now, they need a bit of luck with the competition. But the Champions League, historically, and, and I, I don't want to demean any, any team that's won it because it's, it's a magnificent achievement to win it. But it's not necessarily always been the best team in Europe that's won the Champions League. Correct. You've had to find a way to do it. And, and, not, and the Manchester City, if they find that little bit of fortune through the draws and, and get a little bit of fortune in, in the right times, are good enough and, and have enough good players, Rob, to, 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 win, to win this title. I agree with the Yo-Yo Toure. I think Toure gives you more dimensions, more options, whether even not playing him at the back. Yo-Yo Chue can play as a centre-back and, and, and come how about, his, how about his condition, by the way, at the weekend? Oh, we we did like a little close-up on our on our um, TV coverage of how thin lean he looks. He looks, there, he looks a million dollars. There must be a three-foot Yo-Yo Chue running around because he's shed about three-foot <laughs> three of skin and, and weight and bone and he looks like the lean Yo-Yo Chue yeah. that came in the league that was devastating. Well, the one, Rob, I just want to touch with Manchester City, and it's something that is becoming, you know, a, 
a bit of a theme now, and that's the injuries to Vincent Company. We're hearing now it could be a few weeks with the knee. And I know yeah. you looked at the incident of the weekend, and, the, and it looked like a concussion that was, yeah. was particularly um, particularly grueling. And hopefully, he, he's come over that. Well, I looked at it. I looked two or three times at, at the challenge, Rob. Yeah. And, and again, I don't want to be I don't want to be harsh, but. I'm looking, I'm thinking, why is he going in there with the goalkeeper? He could see the keeper was coming. He could see the keeper's gone. Well, I almost look like he could have avoided a, a, a smarter, maybe match fit, quicker thinking venture company. might have been able to just divert himself away from, from the challenge with the goalkeeper. It, it, it just seemed a bit like it, it, I'm not sure why he felt he needed to go in there with, with such force. It's, it's incredible... And I, I think that's a fair point. Uh, in there, there's certain players that, that we've played with and we're watching mm. even now that, that get themselves in situations where they get injured. But yeah. I mean, just, just put yourself in his shoes really quickly. Mm. My goodness. I mean, he's had incredible battle with muscle injuries. He gets smashed by his goalkeeper. It almost knocks yeah. him out and he opens up his knee. And, and damn, I mean, the, the, the luck is, is horrific. And I, I'm sure he's a mentally stru- mm. uh, tough guy. And the club, of course, will, will stand by him and get him fit again. But my goodness, he's had some bad luck, by the way. Yeah, and, and, he, and he's needy. And if you're talking about winning titles and, and winning Champions League, then you want your captain, you want your best defenders in the team. And, and I just think, the John Stones kind of whole project and where he comes has sort of not been held back, but it hasn't developed maybe as much as Pep would like. Because I think if you get Vincent, a good fit, uninjured Vincent company that we haven't seen for a couple of years, but you get him next to John Stones, now you're talking about a real partnership and a kid who can learn, get better and grow into probably being the next uh, long-term captain of Manchester City. Okay, mate, let's move it on to the mm. champions of England. Not doing right. so well in the Premier League, but my goodness, they've had it. They mm. had a good group, they had a good draw in this competition, yeah. and they've taken advantage. 2 1 victors today against Club Bruges. Um, they win the group. Uh, amazing. Mares penalty. Okazaki scored a brilliant yeah. goal yeah, as well. Is it as obvious as the focus for Leicester is so much on the Champions League that mm-hmm. they, they, they take it down like 20% for the Premier League? I mean, can, Yeah, I, I think you're right, Robert. And I know we're looking for more complex, sophisticated reasons and looking... Yeah. But I, I think it is. I think it's when that anthem plays, this is a group of players who have only ever watched Champions League football, yeah. Rob, sitting on, on the TV on, on a Tuesday and Wednesday night like, like ourselves. Yeah. Can you imagine putting ourselves out there? Yeah. I, I would never stop running. They, 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 you know what I mean? They'd have to drag me off the pitch. And, and I think that's what it is. I think Mick Mahrez has lifted his game. I mean, he scored goals in, in Champions League and, and not looked particularly the same level in the Premier League. Um, it's a group of players who I think are... In one respect, can maybe only say we're going to focus on one thing, and maybe if they did, you know, if they have not gone Champions League and maybe like Spurs gone out of the competition, they could be sitting, I don't know, let's say top eight, top nine in in the table because they put a little bit more effort in. But do you know what? I, I don't begrudge them. I think they're going to be difficult to play. And again, listen, the, these better teams, these more technical teams, these obviously better players in this competition. But I tell you, you get Leicester City on, on a night when they're up for it, when they're, 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 their system's right, that their attacking players are in form, and they give you problems, Rob, because they hurt you in ways that is very different to most European teams. Yeah, and, and, and what they've done now, because they've been so good, their next meaningful game in the mm. Champions League is February. Yeah. So, and, and by the way, by winning the group, they could very well get a very nice draw. Yeah. 
yeah. for the next round, uh, round of 16. So that, that's fantastic. But what, what that means is, Rob, that they can focus on the league. They've yeah, got Middlesbrough at home. They've got Middlesbrough yeah. at home next. They've got yeah. Sunderland away after that. Yeah. An opportunity for them to, to kind of put away the Champions League yeah. at them for a little while and focus on getting some points because they're too near the bottom for comfort. Yeah, but by the time that, you're 100% right, by the time that comes round again, like, they could be, inverted commas, almost safe. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And then they can yeah. have their focus. And we're not talking about, oh, we'll last to get relegated. Because they won't, because no. of the manager, because of the style of players, because of what they've done before. And, and you're right, they can probably concentrate on, on their their uh, Premier League form. One big story that broke Robbie Mustone, we haven't really had a chance to talk about it uh, since, since it did. And that's the sort of sacking of Jurgen Klinsmann as the United States men's national team coach. Your first thoughts, Rob, and I know you and Carl spoke about it a little, yeah. a little before. Mm. Surprised? Was it? Is it harsh? Was Klinsmann, has Klinsmann done enough to maybe warrant staying on a little longer, giving a little bit more time? Listen, I find it difficult because... Uh, you know, we're of course mm-hmm. we're not we're not Americans, and and, yeah. and and the and we're a little bit further away from it than than Kyle is. Kyle yeah. is obviously you know yeah. passionate about it, cares about it, as if you ask me about England or you about mm-hmm. Jamaica or England or whatever. So yeah. there, there's that. But so so that gives us a little bit of a different perspective. Now mm-hmm. in the World Cup, Rob, I I, I thought they did fantastically yeah. well. Yeah. I thought they did fantastically well to get out of a really difficult group. Mm-hmm. And yes, they were they were outplayed by Belgium. Mm. But Belgium are good. Yeah. Belgium have got a, a credible amount of top-level players, yeah. so I didn't think that was a disgrace. Now, I, uh-huh. I, I tell you what I do get, though. The, the last two performances, there's, yeah. been some bad, there's been some bad results and bad performances mm. in the Gold Cup, etc. So I understand the kind of the downward spiral. You add in a couple of bad results, yeah. and I sensed, I mean, you must have sensed it, a, a yeah. real kind of downing of, of, mm. of Klinsmann, a time for change. And that last game against Costa Rica, yeah. you got a sense that the players had kind oh, of yeah. losing their trust for him. So I think mm. in that regard, it probably is the right decision. I think it's time for a change. Uh, you know, where they go from here and the squad, we'll get on to. But I want mm. your reaction, Rob. What did, what did you think to the firing of him? I wasn't surprised at all, Rob. I was a little surprised it took the two or three days since, since the result. I mean, there's a period when you watch games, there's a period when you've been in games, and to, to steal a term that, that, that's not particularly um, that effective in some respects is the players down tools, Rob, against Costa Rica. It was as though they, they were... They wanted to phys- visibly show people that you know what it, it ain't working. That's not that's not a good thing, though, Rob. No, that's it? not a good thing. But but be, when you hear the background, when you hear some of this this stuff that's going on, I mean, the, the, some of the latter apparently had, had a, a chat with some players over the recent weeks about you know where they thought they were, where they thought the money. Let me tell you, the moment a president is talking to senior players, it's done. Mm. It is over. There's no way. There's no way to go back. Because the reason he's asking is so he confirms his thoughts and confirms the rumours and the gossip that actually some of the senior boys aren't going to I don't think there's been many, there's many of those conversations that happen. You could count on one hand in a hundred where those conversations happen and the, and the, and the uh, president says, OK, I'm going to give him another two or three games. Those are usually to confirm something that, that's negative. And I, I was thinking about Jürgen and the job and, and what's entailed. And, and it's a tougher job, Rob, here than then some people expect, and as you say, listen, we're, we're like guests in the country, so, you know, it's not for us to be saying this, that and the other, but we, we have an opinion, we watch football, we watch a lot of MLS, and 
Jürgen has, 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 I think, has, has three things he, he has to deal with. First of all, performances on the pitch, and, and that's generally winning games. So that's the first thing he's got to do. There's a philosophy of playing. Now, there's a disconnect between what the fans think that this team should be doing and actually what, what, what we see and what's happening. Now, I don't know whether that's Jürgen not good enough as a coach or not tactically not smart enough to get the best out of the players. I think time will tell us that when other people come in and we'll see whether things change. And the third thing of my three piece, so I've got performances, philosophy, is the press. You have got to handle the press. You've got to work the press to a way that, that at least they're with you, at least you're understanding, at least you, you've got some time and you get, get a little bit of patience. There's, there has been times when Jürgen Klinsmann, and we've known Jürgen, we spoke to him, we understand some of his problems, but he, he spoke in a language, he spoke in a way that, he shows, that he's wanting to be the smartest guy in the room and that everybody else doesn't quite get to his level. Now, that's not going to put you in a good position when the pressure goes on you. And I think that's the, the, the case. I mean, however you construe, and, and I don't take all the, 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 of the, his, his final interview where he was talking about supposedly fans don't get it or people who are talking about the game don't get it as much as him, because some of those things are taken out of context. Mm. But over the course of the last few years, there's been veiled sort of attacks at MLS, veiled attacks at players playing in, in not going overseas or not being good enough or not being tactically aware enough or talking about the players not understanding what he wants. I think it's the moment you go down that road, oh, that, that's rocky territory. You know, in terms of the squad and stuff, I mean, he's kind of been in charge when, you know, your Landon Donovan's of, of, I mean, he kind of pushed him out, of course, but was coming to yeah. the, the latter part of his career. We've had yeah. the Clint Dempsey situation where he yeah. struggled, of course, bless him, you know, he's struggling yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, is there a transitional part? It, yeah. it always seemed to me, Rob, that he's always looking for players as if, like, he's never really happy yeah. with what he's got. Mm. It's like... We're not that good. We, he's got to go to different countries to find, yeah. try and find different players. He has yeah. little digs at, uh, or he had little digs at MLS, and basically mm. suggesting that he's doing his best with a yeah. bad bunch of players. Now I'm fascinated yeah. as we move on to to Bruce Arena, who's been named, mm. of course, who, who said today. I, I listened to the radio today, and he talked about this squad and being a very, very good squad, a better yeah. squad yeah. and squad yeah. that he's had in his previous, you know, earlier in, yeah. in the 2000s. Especially where he was working with the World Cup and with his national team, where he built. Yeah you know, a, a really mm-hmm. good team. He says right now, this squad is better. Now, I, 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 just, I just think, wow, I, I, I'm not seeing that. Now, I, I, don't, I don't know the team of 2002, 2006 mm-hmm. so well. Yeah. I wasn't even living in yeah. this country. But no. that's a big statement. And, and I yeah. don't, in a general, the US, we watch all the US men's national team games, by the way. I mean, this isn't, for yeah. people listening in, you know, yeah, we watch not. every game. So Correct. we know kind of what's going on. And we care, we care about it because we yes. want football to grow, grow in this Absolutely. country, in this region, because it, it benefits us all. Yeah, and, and I, I just, in, in some ways, I worry about the quality of the group available to do the things that you talked about, Rob, and the, what they want mm-hmm. in terms of philosophy and yeah. style of play yeah. and expansive and technical. Then, well, then well, yes, we all, we all want that. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I, I tell you what, well, it's well, going to take a really well, good did, coach to get them winning in that style. But isn't this part of Bruce Arena's job, Rob? Isn't it his job to come and say, you know what, I've got a good group here. Isn't that part of almost going the opposite of Jürgen, where players didn't feel like they, they really trusted him, there was confidence in him, there was a belief in him. Isn't, isn't that, wasn't that part of his role, I would assume, to come in, to, to, to get guys feeling a little bit more comfortable with what they're doing, get guys playing a little bit more confidently? I mean, eventually, Rob, style of playing results will tell us whether Bruce is right or, or not. But I think part of the job 
for the next 12 months as they go into next March and in, in the, the next stage of the Hecht and, and qualifying for, for Russia is, is building a confidence, is building a, a spirit, is making sure that everybody's on side, that people want to come into that camp and, and want to be part of, of, of what's doing. Because I got the sense towards the end of Jürgen's tenure, it wasn't so important. I mean, it's interesting, you know, I have my links with, with Portland Timbers and I don't quite know the reasoning behind, but... Somebody like Darlington Nagby, who is a talent, who should be part of, of a squad of, 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 of American players now that he qualifies. I think at one point said he didn't, he wasn't, wasn't available for selection or something. Now, now that would, would, would slightly worry me when you're getting one of your better technical players for whatever reason, and there might be personal reasons, so forgive me if I'm speaking out of but for whatever reason, didn't want to be, be chosen in the squad. I think, you know, Bruce's job is to make sure everybody, whether you're American-born, whether you, you know, how you, you feel dual national or whatever, if you, if you qualify to play for the U.S. national team, I think Bruce is going to say, you're part of my squad, you're gonna, I'm going to build something, and we're going to move forward and make sure we get the results. I'll tell you what, you know, just, just on the expectation of this group and stuff and of World mm. Cups, I mean, the expectation now is with American soccer fans, and, and, it's, and, and, and I don't really have a problem with it, I just think yeah, it's, it's difficult to pull off. I mean, if they, if they want the US national team to get through a, a difficult group out of the World Cup, mm. which they've done before, so yeah. absolutely that's kind of the, you know, the benchmark, and then mm. expect it to go toe-to-toe with the Belgium team, and playing a certain style. I just think that's a really difficult, high expectation Mm. to have. Now, I do like, I just watched the last couple of games, I do like the front three that we kind of saw of Bobby Wood, Christian Pulisic, and and Josie Altidore. That kind of excites me. That kind of excites me. It's just the Mm. midfield's got to be tweaked a little bit, and defensively. So there are some good young players coming in. My, Mm. My summarizing thought, Robbie, is that... I, I just I think the expectation of this team is yeah. really really high, and in my opinion, yeah. the players available at the moment, it's going to be a struggle to to do that. Can they can they qualify for the World Cup this time? Absolutely. Yes. Can they get through a difficult group? They've shown that. But anything yeah. extra than that is gravy. That's big bonus, and yeah. I, I take my hat off when when they manage to do that because I guess you know top level Champions League players playing now at the biggest biggest clubs. US haven't, well, they've got a Pulisic really at Dortmund, but Pulisic, not many yeah, others. Yeah. And that's difficult no. for them to, to, provide, to perform at that high, high level when your, your, your main players are not playing at that, that top peak. Am I being harsh there? Um, I hear your points, and, and, I, and I wouldn't argue against your points. I just think that, listen, it's about winning games and, and getting through to qualification. But if along the way, part of it is also about developing the style of play, Rob. It's about deciding whether they're a back four and, a, and it's a midfield four and, and one dropped in strike or it's a four three three. There has to start to be some some consistency of play. Understand what you're getting. Understand the partnerships. I mean, the centre back thing just just amazes me every time I watch the US. It's like two different players every week. The full back positions amazes me. I just don't know what we're getting at. Yeah. We maybe see but, uh, Michael Bradley as, as one player and Jermaine Jones who are part of that transition. But beyond that, I'm not sure. Josie is, is is a striker. But you know, what's the best way to play Josie? Is it playing singly? Is it play somebody next to him? Is it play two underneath him? I want to see some 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 development of style and that along the way, Robin. Yeah. I think I think my argument, my, my counter argument, and, 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 and it's not it's not as strong one, but the counter argument is in a country with magnificent facilities with a, a growing talent pool. Let, let's just go back to the last Euros. Iceland played England and played them off the pot oh, with, with, with 
with, with a style and a way of, of hassling, winning the ball back, scoring goals. Now, America have to find. Now, America aren't going to play the Spanish way against Spain, France, Germany or Brazil and, and beat them playing that way. The, the, the Americans have to find the style that when they come against bigger and better teams in big tournaments like World Cups and, and, and the CONCACAF tournaments, that they stick to that style and that style can win them games. And, and that's part of what Bruce, I think, and whoever takes on after him, if that's the case, have to start embedding in this group so we know what's, what this team's about. And then as these kids are coming on, you're talking about Pulisic and, and Maurice and, and Wood. There's some young kids coming through, Rob, who are going to be better talented, who are going to play yeah. this game more, who are going to be the next wave of soccer players in this country. And then, Rob, I think you start having a chance. Yeah, and just on Bruce Arena, Rob, you know, it feels, you know, I asked Carl Martini the other day, mm. is the appointment going to excite US yeah. soccer fans? And But to be fair, the more you think about it, with the situation that they're in right yeah. now, it, it, it's not it, about exciting, is yeah, it? Yeah, really? it probably is the right appointment mm, um, yeah. to, to steady the ship and to, to pull everybody together and, and get these wins that they need over the next couple and, and beyond that to mm. qualify, get the 15 points or whatever they need to get out of, of Hexham to qualify. Do you, yeah. do you think it's the right appointment? Would you yeah. like to see a more of a, of a flamboyant or an or a, or a no. expansive no. Lego in there? No, not, not quite. No, Rob, I think it's about qualifying for, for Russia yeah. because if the Americans don't make it, yeah, Rob, that will, that will knock football back. And let's remember this is a country that's had the last two Olympic uh, teams not make it through to, to, to Olympic finals, which has held back some of the development of the young players we're talking about. So safe pair of hands, experience, come in, say the right things, build some confidence in the group, get them through to, to 2018. Then after that, Robbie, this time to start thinking about who is the net, who is the right guy, who's the right sort, what kind of team needs putting together. Because the other thing I suggest, Rob, this is a head coach job, there's a technical job, and there's probably another role underneath that that to make sure everything has been done from the kids, the kids yeah. all the way through. There's probably three jobs in one that has to be looked at if you're going to take this serious. So um, I think there's lots for Sunil Galati uh, and his team to do, but. Um, I think, for me, Bruce Arena is the right man and we wish him luck as he uh, starts. He's, I think it's his second time now, isn't it, as the uh, national coach manager? Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. It's all about the, the team. But I think, you know, my, 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 one of my best buddies here, he, he loves the game and he'd love to see the US playing in a more... I know, like a South American, a more expansive mm-hmm. style. And that, that, like you said, in terms of a different role, that, that is a person to try and steer yeah. the young players into that Correct. direction at some point. But, and, and why not go for that as a, as a mm. kind of a goal of a style? Yeah. Uh, what, is, what is the US style going to be? More mm. like Mexico and South American or yeah. more like European yeah. and pragmatic? And I think Correct. certainly from, from the friends I have here, they'd love to see it go in a bit more of a technical direction. But right now is not that time to be too concerned right now is about winning the next two games at least yeah that's for sure robin we'll see how us go and bruce arena starts his tenure in march when they go into the next group of games in the world cup qualification for 2018 so on a day when we've got three out of the four english teams through to the knockout stages of the champions league and spurs fans will have to see whether they make it into this season's europa league well that's if they want to be in there we'll be back on sunday with another podcast which we'll Recap of the weekend that sees leaders Chelsea host Tottenham at Stamford Bridge in a big London derby that I think in London terms they say has got plenty of previous. 
that could be significant for both those teams and the Seattle Leipzig Liverpool and the two Manchester clubs fair for what's becoming one of the tightest Premier League races ever. Thanks for listening. And if you need a Saturday fix of Earl and Musto, remember 5pm Eastern Time on NBC Sports Radio. There's a two Robbies football show reviewing all the day's action. From me, Robbie Earl, and him, Robbie Musto. It's bye for now. Want to earn extra cash for the holidays? Amazon Flex is expanding in the San Francisco Bay Area. Opportunities in Richmond, Oakland, and Daly City. Earn around $20 to $27 an hour delivering packages with Amazon. All you need is a car, a smartphone, and some free time. This is a great opportunity to be your own boss, deliver when you want, and make extra money. With Amazon Flex, you'll have flexible hours and great earnings. To get started, download the app at flex.amazon.com. That's F-L-E-X.amazon.com. You must be at least 21 years old. Limited opportunities available. Get started at flex.amazon.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.